Hey y'all, this is Bree, and I'm back again with episode five. I know um, I kind of got out of, out of order um, and released episode six first, but it was just something that God was just tugging on me to go ahead and release first, um, especially with everything that has been going on in the media with this coronavirus and all the other stuff. So I'm back again, and like I said, episode five is going to kind of be about... Um, my past relationship and um, my engagement and why I called it off. Um, I know when I shared my transformation process um, podcast, a lot of you were shocked um, to hear me say that I was engaged. A lot of you all didn't know that. And I know a lot of you were also shocked to know that I did suffer um, some um, physical and emotional and mental abuse during that during the course of that relationship so um let's go ahead and get started so um the reason why um i called off that engagement one um is because it was an ungodly relationship um i was with the guy for six years one of those years strictly focused on us you know becoming friends and learning about one another and the and the five the other five years was just us you know actually being together so prior to me calling off the engagement i started slowly coming into the knowledge of christ and 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 finding my identity in christ so at that point by me going that route it made us kind of, I would say, unequally yoked. You know, you have one person um, in a relationship, you know, trying to follow God, going to church, um, trying to do things the right way. And then you have this other person that just still, you know, out there in the world. So, yeah, we weren't equal. And that itself just caused a bunch of problems um, in the relationship. So that was why... Um, I call um, the engagement off, along with a lot of other stuff, but that's basically um, the main purpose and reason why I decided to call off that um, that relationship and engagement. So, like I said, going back, um, me and him, um, we met when I was in 10th grade, and we were together from 10th grade all the way up until my sophomore year in college. So I, me personally, personally, um, I, I didn't find him attractive. Um, I had seen him walking across the halls and the campus, uh, for quite a bit. You know, he was a year older than me. So like I said, I, when I started high school, my focus was strictly on my grades, um, and that's basically it, you know. So I didn't go um, enter into high school um, saying like, oh, hey, you know, now I can get a boyfriend or I'm going to have a boyfriend and, you know, all of that. That was far from my mind and my concern. Like I said, my focus was strictly on, you know, maintaining honor roll, you know, making good grades, going to prom, graduating, and all of that good stuff. So I met him in the 10th grade. Uh, I met him through my sister, actually. Um, 
she was the one who introduced um, us. So I actually met him um, physically in person in the cafeteria. Um, I, she was sitting at the table with him and she was waving me over to the table. And when I went over, she introduced us and, you know, he seemed nice and, and respectful. He didn't have his pants sagging and all of that other stuff. Um, so, but I still, like I said, I wasn't ready or even looking for a friend of the opposite sex, yet uh, opposite sex, yet alone a, a boyfriend. So, you know, when she introduced us, you know, um, I think the same day or the very next day, he told her that, you know, oh, hey, I like your sisters. She's so small and she's so pretty, whatever. So um, she told me that and I'm like, still like, I don't want to talk to him. I want to talk to nobody. And she was like, oh, well, he's a good guy. He's not like anybody else you, you, you dated or whatever in middle school and, you know, all of that. So um, I decided to just really become his friend first um, or whatever. And he was a, he was a really good friend. Um, and then after a year after that, he, he was like, oh, hey, you know, We've been friends for about a year. I like you. I'm starting to think that you like me. Let's go ahead and make this thing official. So that's what we did. And like I said, when we um, first started the relationship, everything, you know, was kind of going well. Um, in my mind, I still really just didn't want a relationship. So it was kind of seeming forced. But, you know, everything really was going well. It was a few red flags at, at the beginning of the relationship. But like anybody else that you know that's in a relationship or really like a person or whatever the case may be you kind of ignore those signs so uh and that's what i did so um so um yeah we stayed together throughout high school um by the time that i was 18 he proposed to me or whatever and in mississippi you have to be 21 to to marry and to sign the paperwork and all of that um, by yourself. But anything under eight, I mean, 21, you have to have a um, parent signature. So when he proposed to me, of course I said yes, cause at that time, you know, I was in love and whatever. So uh, he proposed to me, um, His mom, we went up to the, um, the courthouse and we got the paperwork. His mom signed with no problem. So it was time for my parents, my mom and stepdad, um, to sign for me. And so I was really like sure and confident that they were going to sign. So when he came over the house, you know, to present the papers to them, to show them the rings and to kind of give them this like this little plan that we had came up with on um, when we're going to get married, uh, where we're going to live and all of that. So um, he came over, he um, he went over all of that with my parents. You know, you can just tell in their face they weren't impressed. So <laughs> we were still trying to, you know, somehow wing them over and, and try to get them to sign, you know, the paper. And so I think my stepdad, he was like, oh, okay, well, we're going to, you know, keep this and we're going to go over it and talk about it further. And we're going to get back with you guys and, and sign the paper tomorrow. 
So, you know, we're excited. We're thinking that they're really going to sign the paper and we're going to get married and, you know, do all of that. And so the very next day came and, you know, we, we went out. We came to the house again, uh, my boyfriend and I, um, and we thought the paper were signed and we were just ready to get them, pick them up and take them back to the courthouse um, and finish the wedding planning because we had already been planning the wedding. I, I had already got fitted for dresses. He already had found his tux. We had already ordered um, the invitations. We already had checked out venues with money. I don't know where the money was going to come from, but like I said, we had started the planning process. And um, so we got to um, my mom's house and we realized that the paper weren't signed. And so um, she called me in the room with her, you know, privately. And she um, she just basically told me that she don't feel like we're ready. She feel like, you know, we're, we're too young and we should wait it out a little while and <clears throat> all of that. And so I was pissed, like, let's just go ahead and be honest. I was pissed. You know, I didn't understand why, you know, and I and I told her, you know, hey, you know, I love this guy. You know, I want to be with him and him only and, you know, whatever. So she wasn't hearing any of that, you know, and then my stepdad, he started talking like, well, do you even know what love is and, and, and all of this? And so I was getting frustrated. I was getting angry and yeah, I was pissed for quite some time. And so my relationship with my parents started to, to really like decline. Um, cause I was really just pissed off at the fact that they didn't sign the paper. So along with other stuff, like I just really didn't care to have a relationship with them. And keep in mind, like I said, I haven't come to the full knowledge of Christ at that time. You know, I was just a kid out there, you know, living life, thinking I'm grown and, you know, all of that. So, again, um, my relationship with my parents, like, I really, like, didn't care to have a relationship because my focus at the time was on that man, you know, and stuff. He just had, you know, me blinded, you know by so many different things he was putting all of this stuff in my head you know and i was really just listening to i was very naive that's the word that i'm looking for i was very na naive and so um by the time um i would say get, approaching my 19th birthday i think um like i said um i wasn't really getting along from my parents um uh, my siblings, really no one. I just felt like the outsider in the home. And, and so my, um, my ex at the time, he was like, Hey, you know, you don't seem like you happy there. Um, why won't you just come and, you know, stay with me and my mom and, you know, and we can be together and we can be in peace. And so, you know, I didn't want to go that route. I, um, being, you know, aware of, 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 you know, certain scriptures in the Bible about shacking up and fornicating and, you know, all of that. I was really, I really did not want to take that route, but I did want to experience peace. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, what freshly out of high school, you know, you know, stressed out about a lot of different stuff that was going on. So I decided to just go ahead and just take him up on that offer and move in with him. That's where things really just started to crumble. Um, that's when our, our relationship 
you know, started to take a turn for, um, for the worse. And I kind of expected that to happen. That's why I was so hesitant about, you know, making such a big step like that. But like I said, I just wanted to just get away from my um, parents' house. Um, so, yeah, um, I think, like I said, close to my 19th birthday, um, I decided to just pack up and, and I moved and, you know, I didn't really like talk to my parents or my siblings um, and all of that. So that's when I really started seeing the type of person that my ex was like, he was extremely controlling. He didn't want me to, um, to really have dealings with my family, um, friends, really no one. Um, he had, you know, input on where I wore the clothes that I would wear, you know, the way I would um, style my hair or even go in and get someone to style my hair. He just had so much to say about every single thing. And by me leaving my, my parents' house and moving there with him, you know, I kind of did some of the things that he, he said to just kind of shut him up and or, you know, make him happy because I didn't want to, you know, go back home and my mom um, you know, say, well, I tried to tell you, I tried to warn you or, you know, all of that. So I just kind of accepted, you know, certain behaviors from him to, you know, really not be able to go home and, and my mom or whoever to say, oh, I, we tried to tell you. So, um, like I said, the first, I would say three years of the relationship, it was okay. It wasn't perfect. Like no relationship is perfect. It was it was okay. It wasn't the best, but it wasn't the worst either. But leading up that that fourth year, um, that's when I started to see a lot of different things. Like you know, a lot of things that he said that he wasn't would never do, as far as calling me out my name, putting putting his hands on me, all of that he started to do. And I remember when he first called me out of my name, like I was so shocked by it. I was like. You know, this guy said he would never, you know, call me out my name. So I was really shocked. And, you know, and as far as the abuse, you know, uh, it started off with a push, you know, and stuff like that. He pushed me into the wall. And from there, you know, it, you know, his behaviors and his, um, the, the abuse, it, it escalated. Like it started from a push and then it um, transpired into like a slap and then after then it was just straight punches. So at that time, when it got to that level, I started to fight back. You know, mama didn't raise no fools. So, you know, when it got to that point, I'm like, no, you, you're not about to, you know, be putting your hands on me like that. So, you know, we'll argue, we will fight and, you know, after then, he would want to have sex and, and thought everything was good. But on my end, it wasn't. You know, you saying that you love me and you would never do these things and you're not backing your words. So it just really, like, took me by surprise. Like, I was shocked. And you, my, my love for him started to, you know, decline because I'm like, this is not love. Like, you can't say that you love a person and, and treat them like that. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, I was stressed out and, you know, I started seeing text messages from other women, texting his phone. He started staying out all times of the night, like just doing, you know, really whatever he wanted to do, but then still wanted me to do 
you know, really just stay at home. You just go to school and just come home because at the time I wasn't working. So and that wasn't right. That wasn't fair. You know that you're able to do all these things and you just want me to be home and be this house, you know, fiance, housewife, whatever you want to call it. So um, my like I said in the, in my previous episode on the transformation process, I talked about how my aunt, you know, she came by to visit me and she gave me scriptures and encouraged me to go to church. And so when when I started those, everything just started to really change for me. Um, I started to realize my worth and I knew that the way he was treating me wasn't right. And I know that I deserve so much more and so much better, you know, and there were like a lot of guys, you know, trying to, you know, to talk to me, you know, and stuff like waiting in line. Like I know one guy, he said, he's like, oh man, like y'all still together. Like I've been waiting on my chance since high school. I always liked it you. And so I was shocked, you know, because he made it seem like if I wasn't going to be with him, no one else would want me. And, you know, he was so manipulative. Like, you know, he would say all these things and not to say that I believed them, but in a way I kind of did. And so, um, yeah, he would say things like that. And, you know, at that time I had gained a lot of weight because I had, like I said, I was stressed out. And plus, you know, he worked at, in fast food. So he would bring a lot of, you know, junk home and I would eat it. So, um, yeah, but I just, I was so unhappy, you know, yeah, we were engaged and yeah, on social media, we appeared to be like this happy couple and, we weren't, you know, and I know a lot of like my classmates, um, shout out to the class of 09. Um, I know a lot of my classmates used to comment um, on our pictures and post and say, oh, my God, y'all are goals. Oh, I can't wait for y'all to get married. Y'all been together for so long. Oh, I'm so happy to, for y'all. Oh, y'all so cute. You know, say all of these, you know, things and, you know, that would make his day. But me, on the other hand, I'm like, y'all clearly just really have no idea, like, what I have to go home to. All y'all see is these pictures. So, you know, and it would make me so mad because if only I could tell them, you know, like, I really would. But, you know, just seeing all of that, you know, it just really just made me like slip into this phase of depression because I you know a lot of people had no idea what I was dealing with and so when I started to read my bible started to uh, attend church and stuff like that you know I started uh I ended up getting a job and really tried and do more things you know on my own versus allowing him to do everything in which he wanted to take care of me he wanted to do everything but I felt like by him doing that that was his way of of uh, remaining having control over me and you know I, I didn't want to deal with that I wanted to be independent I wanted to do some things on my own and and so yeah so um so, yeah, I started, you know, reading the Bible, going to church and, you know, and that really just helped me. So when he would come home late at night, it didn't affect me um, when he would come home and want to argue about some, the smallest thing. Like it wasn't it wouldn't bother me, you know, like it did in the past. So I started feeling like, oh, wow, like God is starting to answer these prayers. You know, I was shocked because, like I said, I'm I'm knowingly living in sin. And so, you know, back then I didn't think that God would even hear my prayers. 
let alone answer them. I didn't think he cared about me, loved me, you know, all of that. So, you know, when I started seeing, you know, how certain things he would do or say didn't, didn't bother me, I automatically knew that there were God, there was a God and he was looking out for me. And because I basically made this man my God, you know, like I, I mean, I really did. And I, and I can't admit that that was one of my biggest mistakes. The relationship itself wasn't a mistake because I learned so much from it. But, you know, like I said, one of my biggest mistakes was really just making this man my God. Because in Exodus 34, verse 14, it says, do not worship any other God for the Lord whose name is jealous is a jealous God. And you cannot put anyone, anything, possession or whatever before God. Like if you idolize a person or a thing so much, um, rather, and it's taking, you know, it's devaluing your relationship with God. Like God would step in and he would cause that relationship or whatever to crumble right before your eyes. Like you cannot idolize. You cannot put nothing or no one before God. And that's one lesson that I did learn the hard way from that relationship. And, um, so, yeah, um, he proposed, like I said, um, at 18. My mom stopped that. And, ooh, mama, if you're listening, I love you. <laughs> I thank you for doing that. You saw something that I clearly couldn't see at the time. So, thank you. Um, but, yeah, he proposed at 18. Uh, I moved in with him um, around when I was around 19. Um, he did propose again. Um when I first turned 20, because, you know, again, in Mississippi, you can marry at 21. So, but by that time, I really started to see him for what he was. And I knew for sure that wasn't the person that I wanted to marry. So, yeah, he proposed. But my response to that proposal was, we need to wait. There are some things that we need to work on before we enter into a, a marriage covenant. Like, it's a lot of things that you need to fix and you need to work on. It's a lot of things within me that I need to fix, correct, and work on. So, you know, and his response to that was, well, those are minor things. Um, we, we, should, we can go ahead and get married and, and we can work on that w once we're married. And, you know, I'm looking like, no, if you can't work on these things and, 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 and become, you know, a better person now while we're, you know, in a relationship engaged and enter into a marriage, like, you're not going to change either. So, you know, and that's how I, I felt when he said that. I'm like, no, you just try. I just feel like this is a trap. And, you know, I'm not about to waste, you know, time and money, you know, planning a wedding. I'm not about to waste, you know, time getting married and then later on headed towards divorce. Because, I mean, the relationship would, would not last. It wasn't going to last. I didn't foresee us really making it, you know. This relationship, like I said, was an ungodly relationship. I was blinded because sex was involved. And and yeah, it, it was it wasn't going to work, period. That wasn't the guy that God ordained for me. I wasn't a woman, you know, that God wanted me to be at the time. So I knew that that relationship wasn't going to work. So I did not want to put marriage on the table and waste all of that time and or money. So, um. But yeah, so he proposed again when I was 20 and right before my 21st birthday, that's when I called everything off. 
And y'all, that was, <laughs> it took God. Like, I would never take the credit for what God done because I could have not left that relationship by myself. It was all God who gave me the strength to leave that relationship. Like, I was, I, I, I was weak. I was blinded. I was, I thought I was in love. Like, I could not have done this. On my own. It was all God that gave me the strength to say, I deserve better. I don't have to deal with this. I am okay to walk away and never look back. And that's exactly what I did. And it felt so good. And the past, like I said, we would break up on and off and I will always run back. But that day, that night, actually, when I left, it felt so good. It felt like a weight had been lifted off of me. Like, I called my mom that night. I think it was, like, actually, it was maybe, like, I think it was, like, 11 p.m., 12 in the morning. It was something like that, but I can remember it so well. I called my mom, and I didn't even want to even explain every single thing to her at that moment. I just called her, and I was like, Ma, I'm coming home. And all she said was, okay. And we hung up the phone. Me calling her right then in that moment in front of him, it really pissed him off. But I did not care. My thing was, is getting away from you. So I called her and told her I was coming home so she can have the door open for me. I, I had school the next day, so I packed up one outfit um, for school and I got in my car and I just drove and I listened to music. I felt so much at peace. And I went home. I slept like a baby. Like, I slept so good. And I woke up with, like, 10 missed calls, um, text messages. You know, I'm sorry. I love you. I want you back. We, we've been together for such and such time. Don't let those years just be thrown away. And, you know, at that moment, none of those things, like, really even, like, made me second guess the decision that I had made because it felt so good just leaving. I knew at that moment there, were no, there was no turning back. And so, and, and to this day, like, my had friends was like, Bree, you got to go back. Like, because you always do. And, you know, this and that. And to this day, they're all like, we cannot believe that you really left. And like I said, it was, it was just all God. Like, it, it really was. Um, but like I said, I did learn a lot in that relationship. Um, so, no, it's nothing that I went through that I regretted. But. You know, I will say that a lot of um, things that I dealt with in a relationship, it kind of prepared me for where I, where I am today and going forward. Um, and as far as future relationships and, you know, all of that good stuff. So I really, really um, have no regrets, um, um, you know, going through all of that. Yeah, I was young. You know, going through all of that, I didn't really get a chance to experience being a, a teenager or, or being like a young adult because, you know, at that time, you know, my mindset was that I was already a wife. So, 
you know, my focus was on school, making good grades. My focus was on trying to work and trying to, you know, be financially responsible, you know, to really enter into a marriage. And of course, you know, when you enter into marriage, then kids come along. So my whole mindset was really just kind of preparing for all of that. So I didn't go and hang out with my friends like I wanted to. Certain family, you know, gatherings I, I didn't attend and, you know, that I missed out on and stuff. And so... Like I said, that relationship was a whole ungodly relationship. Um, a lot of people, you know, see me now and see that, you know, I'm 28 going on 29 this year. And they still see that I'm a single woman. And I know some people, you know, they ask, well, are you over your ex? That's been, what, eight years ago. Of course I'm over him. My mom, she even asked me. She's like, you're, you're not a lesbian, are you? And I'm like, mom, really? You know, but... You know, a lot of people have questions like, okay, you know, you're a beautiful woman, you're so independent, you take your walk with Christ serious, why are you single? And, you know, my answer to that question is the fact that I'm single because God wants me to be single. Like, it's certain things that, that he's working with me on. Like I said, he's working with me on my patience. He's, he's working on... Um, on me being able to trust people again, all of these things that I'm going to need, you know, when he decides to present me with his son, I can't get, you know, I can't have a husband or, or relationship. And I have all of this baggage from my past or, or um, things that would cause the relationship to end. Like God don't want us to, to get with somebody or get with, um, the person that he wants us to be with and the relationship fail. So he's preparing me for and getting me ready for whenever that time comes. Like, I know it will come. Am I in a hurry? No, absolutely not. I'm enjoying this single season. I'm enjoying, you know, the time that I get to spend with God. I'm enjoying traveling, my friends, hanging out with my friends and, you know, spending time with my family. I'm enjoying this freedom and this freedom and this place where I'm at now you know, it's going to change when when I get married. It's going to change when kids come into play. So I'm taking advantage of, you know, this freedom that I have now. Do I desire to be married? Yes, absolutely. Of course. But am I rushing? No, I'm enjoying this process that God, you know, has me on right now. It's a lot of things that I'm learning about myself that I didn't know, like and especially and that past relationship that I had, you know, my identity was found in this man. And, you know, I was tough in that relationship. I was kind of like the man because I was so tomboyish and, you know, we, he would go and fight a guy and I would go and fight the girl. It was just toxic. That whole relationship was just so toxic. And, you know, I didn't wear like certain colors, heels and all of that good stuff because, you know, the image that I wanted to keep and want others to see was me being this tough chick. And now, you know, I'm, a, I'm starting to like wearing heels. I've been playing in makeup lately. Like, I'm enjoying these. Even, you know, back then, you know, he would try to give me flowers. And back then, I hated flowers. I thought I did. So I would hate when he bring girly stuff around me. Now, I love flowers. Every time I go into Kroger or really anywhere, because I am an outdoorsy type of person, so I love seeing color. I love seeing flowers. Like, I always stop when I see 
flowers. Even my boss, he, he recognized that. And he sometimes, you know, bring flowers to the office for me and my colleague um, or whatnot. So I'm learning a lot of things about myself that I didn't even know that I liked. And, you know, like I said, I'm enjoying, you know, this season right now. And I'm in a rush. So I really encourage, you know, anyone who is listening or whatever, if you are in an ungodly relationship, like cut it off as as quickly as you can because it's going to escalate. It's going to escalate into something that is really going to be so heartbreaking and so hard to really just, you know, break free of, like if you're not careful. So like I said, it is going to take some time. It's going to take much prayer, but with the help of, in the hand of God, like he will help you break that thing off and break those soul ties cause, because that's all it is. It's a soul tie. And, and soul ties, you can, those can come about, you know, when you're sexually involved with a person or soul, soul ties can also, you know, uh, come about when you're just, you know, when you're not sexually active with a person. And that's something that I have to, um, that I have to learn myself that there are physical, um, sexual soul ties and there are also, um, um, spiritual and emotional soul ties. So, like I said, I encourage you to really just take this walk with God serious, turn away from sin or um, unequally yoked relationships. Um, and those of you who are, you know, following Christ and doing um, everything that um, you need to do um, to to be a true servant of, of Jesus. I encourage you to keep going. Do not grow weary and well-doing. If you're still single, just like I am, I encourage you to just really just take advantage of this season. You know, sometimes it get hard when you're on social media, you're seeing all these cute couples and everybody getting proposed to and, you know, getting married or, or, or having kids. You know, we all have moments where we're like, God, you know, where's my husband or, or where's my wife or, you know, whatever. But like I said, do not compromise. That is key. Do not compromise. Do not, you know, rush into something. Do not do that. Like that would be the worst mistake you can ever make. So just really you remain content in, in this season. Keep your eyes on God. Find things that you like to do. Get with other, you know, singles and, and, and just hang out with them. And let's all just really come together and encourage one another. Stay in your word. Stay prayed up and stay covered. Do not look at those pictures on social media like I did and really start to idolize relationships and marriage because you don't know what that person is dealing with behind closed doors. All you see is those pictures. So like I said, remain content in the, in this season that you're in. Let God prune you into the person that he'll have you to be. And when that time is right, he's going to present you with your future spouse. And that would be one of the most amazing times in your life. But you have to be patient. You have to be content. And you have to wait on God's best. It will not happen overnight. Some people, their, their season happened you know, faster than ours, but do not play the comparison game. Just wait this thing out. Enjoy the season that you're in. And like I said, wait on God's best. It's hap It's going to happen. And it's going to be, like I said, an amazing time and moment in your life. So enjoy this single season. Learn everything that, that, that you need to learn. Learn the purpose that God has for you and fulfill and walk in that pur purpose daily. I love you. God loves you. Be blessed.